welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you're doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to episode seven of So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. This episode is going to be all about building your brand. So I wanted to actually start today with a quote that I heard this morning, and I think this was Alicia Keys who said this. She repeated it if she didn't say it, but I thought it was really cool. And the quote was, life doesn't give you what you ask for. It gives you what you believe. And I kind of love that because what it's about is manifesting your own reality. And we talk about this a lot in real estate. Valerie kind of calls it smoke and mirrors. But it's all about creating the image that you want to portray to the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So thank you for listening. Again, I'm Meredith Fogel here with my co-host, Valerie Harnois. Hi, everyone. First, we want to say thank you so much for listening. Our ratings have been amazing in terms of the numbers of listens that we've had. So we've had lots of shares. Our numbers keep climbing and climbing. So thank you for that. But we do have a request. I know. That's incredible. I'm even popular with my daughter, which is incredible. <laughs> so how many downloads have we had? Over uh, 260 something. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. So other people can also find us. If you guys can definitely go to the Apple podcast and leave us either a review or a rating and tell everybody how fabulous we are especially me. (laughs) (laughs) And then that'll help other agents kind of find us. So that'll be great. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We would be so grateful. So in episode six, if you haven't listened to it yet, give it a listen. We were talking about the way that you build your audience and, you know, gathering people who are going to be your biggest fans, starting with your sphere of influence. So once you've got your audience, you need to give them something to see, right? The first thing you want them to see is the image that you want, again, to portray to the world. So we call that your brand. And whether you're a newer agent or an agent with years of experience under your belt, one of the very most important steps you can take is to brand your business. And remember that everything you do is your brand. So every interaction you have with another human being, everything you put out on social media, every piece of marketing that you release, all becomes part of your branding. But we're going to be breaking down the very specific elements of creating visual branding first today. And we're going to start talking about creating a logo. So if you listen to our last episode, you heard Valerie say that I kind of dragged her kicking and screaming to um, creating a logo. But once you got started doing it, it was actually kind of fun. It actually took me a long time to understand that I was working under your brand. Oh. So, which helped you and it helped me as well. But to differentiate myself, it it was kind of like an evolution. And actually, you were the one that kept saying, which is funny because if I'm building your brand, it's better for you. But you're like, you need to make your own brand so people... So yes, kicking and screaming, and it took, I think, like a year, but yes, suddenly. Yeah, that's so interesting. It evolved into my own brand. Yeah, and that's kind of our philosophy, not only for our team, but also in our brokerage, Old Line Properties, which is that we build our company through building our agents' brands, because right. we know, you know, if you're competing against your same brokerage, and this is when I, back when I used to work with Long & Foster, I'd go up against three other Long & Foster agents, and sometimes the potential seller would say, well, but you're, you guys are all Long & Foster. What makes you different? So I was like right. almost fighting to differentiate myself within a company 
that did not allow us to brand ourselves. Correct. So when we came to this company that encourages us to brand ourselves, it made a humongous difference. And I think the fact that the company is is boutique and very customer service oriented and very tech savvy helps too. But I think being able to put my own branding out there really did help to, to differentiate. So let's talk about creating a logo. So remember that a logo should speak to your style and your personality. So that's one way that you differentiate yourself. So it should speak to your brand. Are you a fun agent? Do you consider yourself more kind of like staid and professional? Are you unique? The design of your logo should, at a glance, tell your audience something about you that they wouldn't already know. When you're thinking about building a logo, start by taking a look at your social media. Are there colors that you find yourself using in most of your posts? Those are probably colors that you gravitate toward. Are there images that you particularly like and that represent you? Are there font styles that you feel represent you best or that you like better than others? Those are good ways to start. And remember, there is a psychology of colors. Colors do evoke emotional reactions in people. So just because you love red or you love purple, maybe those aren't colors. Maybe they are, but maybe they're not colors that you want to use because of the emotional reactions they evoke. There's actually a great website called colorpsychology.org. No, I didn't know that. I'm going to go on that. It's pretty simple, but it has all of the colors and then just kind of bullet points of what emotions those colors tend to evoke in people. So it's, it's an interesting thing to take a look at. But the other thing you want to do is think about some of the really iconic brands, right? Like Coca-Cola. I bet as I'm saying this, you can envision Brian what Ray, they're... The yeah, swoosh. exactly. Right. Yep. Um, Nike, the swoosh, right? McDonald's, the golden arches, Starbucks. What do they have in common? Clean lines, right. immediate recognizability, and very strong imagery. They also have the ability to evolve over time. We're going to talk about that in a second. But a few other things to keep in mind is your logo needs to be printable in a vast array of medium from um, very small imagery that you might use on like an Instagram to being blown up on a giant banner that you might use at a sponsorship or an event that you're hosting, even your yard signs. It also needs to read in color and in black and white. So keep in mind that if you have a whole ton of colors in your logo, you want to make sure that it's going to translate well in just plain black and white also. Now, talking about a brand evolving over time, and we did a training on this. Remember talking about the Starbucks logo? Right. Oh, how it had more before and then it ended yes. up just being the... Just like the circle. The, correct. So the original logo, and it's really cool. If you go back and right. research the Starbucks logo, they show the original artist rendered sketch of it. And remember it had kind of like that mermaid looking right. um, icon with the hands outspread. And then it used to say Starbucks on the top and then coffee on the bottom. Now the Starbucks coffee is gone. Just that little red um, just circle. Right. And that right. is immediately you know. recognizable in your mind. I mean, even I was thinking the other day when you're like driving somewhere far and you're on the highway and you're like looking for a Starbucks, you can see it from far away. a mile yes. away that yeah. there's, oh, there's a Starbucks. It's that green ringed logo. It's just right. so recognizable. But the fact that it's evolved like that is pretty amazing and still right. kept its resonance with the well, audience. In this day and age where you're only going to get a few seconds. Yeah, or if not, they move on to the next thing. That's right. why it's got to be catchy right. and quick and clean. It does, and the, but the other thing is, don't feel afraid because I think some people feel like they're scared to put the logo out there because then they're like cemented to it for life. 
Not necessarily. Your logo can evolve with you. Right. You can certainly change imagery. You can change font. As long as you keep the basic looking elements the same, you can definitely evolve. Also, avoid overused imagery. So if you look at real estate logos, you will see, if you search you know, just online, different realtors' logos, you will see a lot of houses, a lot of keys. So you know, although it's kind of cool to incorporate some of that in, and even in my logo, sometimes I put like a little house outline and sometimes I don't, depending right. on what I'm posting it on. But what's recognizable is my name, my font. I use the Maryland State flag, swoosh is part of our logo uh, because of where we are. So those sorts of things. And I thought that was one of the really cool things you did with yours, which we'll talk about in a minute, is you have something different, but again, it speaks to home. Right. And you've got kind of an interchangeable set of images that you use. Right, because really when I was cool. looking, of course, I'm like, I'm like, how can I just show quickly again? And then I found that kind of funky chair that looked more like my style. I'm like, yeah. okay, I could kind of merge those two together. Yes, yeah. yep, yep. So you can take something basic and make it your own, basically. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. Now let's talk for a minute about how to create a logo. So you can always go the hiring a professional route. I did have one agent on my team who used a professional to create his logo. It was a lot of back and forth. It came out very nicely, but it was expensive. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So he like saved up for that because he really wanted somebody professional to do it. But there are great resources online. We're going to talk about it in a minute that can help you create your logo. Um, But some ideas for the actual step-by-step part of this is... Think about how others see you or ask them how they see you. If you don't have a really good idea of, you know, how you come across to people, ask people how they see you. Like, what colors do they associate with you? What kind of um, personality would they describe you as? And kind of interject that, if you want to, into your logo. Valerie, I want to just take a minute now to have you tell everybody how you came up with your logo. And we'll talk about the sort of crossover in your two sides of business later on. But you did, you just talked about the fact that you have kind of like a funky image that you use. Right. And you have very specific colors that you use. So tell everybody how you came up right. with yours. And I actually started, I remember I went on Etsy and I love this graphic designer. She had done like an orange and blue design. And that's basically what kind of drew my So that just like that. spoke to you. That's, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then when I went ahead and that I was going to use for my design part. And then when I went ahead and used the exact same colors so I could kind of have continuity between them. But I actually went on uh, Vistaprint. Oh, you did? It's kind of an in-between. It's funny because I'm artsy, so I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. If you are not artsy at all, I feel you do want to have someone help you. Did you sketch yours out first? Well, I kind of had the things I wanted, and this is a funny story. I actually paid them, which wasn't that much. It was like a few hundred bucks. To take my idea and make it what they thought of it. And so when they sent me, yeah, they sent me three designs oh, back. Okay. Guess what? I like mine better. Like, oh my gosh. I, I showed Donald, I showed the kids, and they're like, no, we like the one you. you. Oh, how funny. But it actually gave me the, I don't know, like confidence that, like, oh, okay, then it's good. Clarity, like, these yeah. people that do it for a living try three of them three of them and they weren't as nice as the one I had. Right, right. It gave you that. So clarity. that's how I ended up. So the colors from that and then Vista Print was great with that. Wow. But now, like, Agent Crate, I also use, and they also have where you can do your branding. Yes. Which is great. But for those things, I have to say, you do have to have a little bit of a liking to do graphic design or yeah. colors. or So, if not, I feel maybe paying, maybe bringing the best somebody way. in. There's Correct. probably ways on, like, Fiverr that you can find people to do things exactly. like these days. But there are also two really good graphic design and or logo creation sites 
So for those who have not looked at Canva yet, C-A-N-V-A, mm-hmm. Canva is, it's a great idea source if you just plug in anything, like real estate, sign, house. There are thousands of images that come right. up. You can also design a logo there. Uh, but it's great for getting inspiration if you're not, if nothing's coming to mind right away and you just kind of want something to work from. You could also design the whole thing there if you want to. And it's got different levels of um, membership. You can have like the premium rem- membership or the pro and get, you know, or more images that cost a little bit of money. Or you can get the free designs and there's tons of them. You can also download them in tons of different ways. So you can get a PNG, you can get a JPEG, you can get, you know, Canvas a lot like uh, agent price. Oh, they, it is? They're almost exactly Oh, the interesting. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, the other one that my sister, who is a graphic designer, say, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so it's called Looka, L O O K A. So she's a graphic designer, and she uses this for inspiration when she's doing logos for her giant corporate uh, clients. So what's really cool about Looka is it asks you. You go through, and it asks you, "What do you like?" So you pick. Like, do you like these colors? Like it has fourteen colors, and you pick, you know, one or you pick six. And then which style do you like? Which font do you like? Do you like this? And then it sort of narrows down your preferences. And it says, based on what you like, here are our suggestions. And then you take the suggestion and you plug it in. But then over on the left, there's like, and you might also like this, this, and this, and this. Okay. And then it's super easy because you just click on each thing and you can see it in the bigger window. And you render. Can see them? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really, really cool. So I've given that to a bunch of agents and they've created their logo that way. But so check those out. We're going to put access to both of these in the show notes so that you can see where to find Canva, Looka, Agent Crate, all of that. And then like Valerie did, ask other people for feedback on your logo. So it's very possible, and I've had this with most agents who have designed the logo, they, they come up with like two or three that they really like. And I think when you get into that creative process, sometimes like you can't see the forest right. from the trees and exactly. you're like, oh my gosh, I love them all. So take that feedback. And definitely go with what you like, too, because it's kind of like your headshot. You have to look at that all the time. So (laughs) you let somebody else pick it, and it's not the one you like the best. You know, make sure it's the one you like the best as well. Even though my first headshots, this is a funny story, um, I showed Sue Moran. She's like, you look like a nun. I'm like, what? (laughs) I thought it was a good picture because I have, like, a white shirt, collared shirt, my blazer. Do I know that picture? No, I think that, I guess I never used it because I went and I got different ones with my denim jacket. You see, like I was trying to look more like a real estate agent as opposed to me. So to her, I was like, what? That doesn't even look like you. You look like a nun. I'm like, what? And I thought they were okay. I didn't love them. But when she said that, I'm like, forget it. I'm getting new ones. Okay. You have to see if you can find that picture so we can post it for our audience to see if you agree that you I probably have it. I probably have it. But anyway, it was funny. But that's yes, that's why the whole thing about you have to be you, yeah. and that's how you appeal to your clients. Right. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be... Like you said, you chose people from their pictures, so if Correct. you had seen the nun, Correct. you might not Right, the nun can't not sell real estate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is so and funny. You, had, you really need a blood friend like Sue Moran <laughs> to sell you. Right. Yes, that does help. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we're going to talk about now what else comprises your brand because your logo is just one part of it. And even though that's a very visual piece of your brand, there are other things too. So one of the things is a slogan or tagline that you include in your marketing. So I use resident realtor and actually I didn't have to come up with that. I inherited that from my retired business partner. So she was Kentland's resident realtor. 
And I always thought that was kind of cool because, you know, you've got like a resident architect or a resident scientist or a resident librarian or a resident poet, which means someone who's an expert and lives there. So for me, that really resonated. um, And I've used that very successfully. And Valerie, you have a very different slogan. So why don't you talk about that? Right. I'm actually, I come from a background where I used to sell home decor as well. So I was trying to merge like different parts of my business that they've all evolved around real estate, but I didn't want to lose real estate people because of design or lose design people because of real estate. So I wanted to kind of say everything in very few words because people don't have any attention span. So actually Hannah came up with it because I kept going like buy, sell, decorate, like I kept trying all these different things. Hannah's Valerie's daughter. I know. Hannah's my daughter and she's very blunt. (laughs) So she has no regards for my feelings. So she will definitely tell me. So finally, we came up with buy, sell, and design. So I can help you buy a house, I can help sell your house, or I can help design your house. And I thought it worked because it wasn't like I was saying buy, design, and bake. You know, like people would be like, wait, 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 she sells cookies and sells me a house? Like that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't work. But, and that's how I kind of try to get everything at once in a very small business card, basically. That's yeah. the slogan. Well, and so the business card is also part of your branding, and you kind of did a brilliant thing where you've got, you have it on each side, right? Isn't that what you have? Or do you have two different cards? Uh, no, I have just the one card with buy, sell, design. And actually what I try to do in the business card, I don't know if you remember that. I leave it blank sometimes in the back. I did it in this last. So when people ask me for like a paint color, a restaurant, a house, mm-hmm. I write it in the back like that's their notepad and then give it. Oh. And that way they have my business card, cool. but literally I'm just using it as a notepad so it doesn't look like I'm trying to but then they keep but they it. end up with my card. Exactly. They keep it. Oh, that's great. Exactly. I love that idea. That's very so. cool. That's very cool. Okay. And then your sign writers. So that's another big piece of it. So your logo should print really well on your sign writers. If you can incorporate your little tagline or slogan on your sign writers, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. You know too. what I also did? I ordered my sign writers in bright orange. Like yes. Cards. Yes. Because you know yes. what? I was driving through the neighborhood and it doesn't matter what the actual sign looked like. Mm-hmm. Everybody had the same ones that we buy from the real estate association, the red ones. Right. And I'm like, oh, what a way to make them different. Just, you know, it matches. That's the, so smart. It matches the panel and it's bright orange and the font is really funky, kind of modern. Just to make it That is out, a but. cool pro tip. That's yeah. a really good one for everybody who's listening. Um, the other thing is, and this is a little trick that I just thought of, and I always tell people this now, and we've got a neighborhood where there are lots of kind of low white picket fences. So that the bottom rider, if you have two riders, so you've got your company rider, right. and if your company allows you to brand yourself, you've got your own rider, typically two. So if you've got two, that bottom rider can get lost within the pickets of the fence. Right. So hang your rider on top, top and your company rider below. And again, that makes you more noticeable. The other place that you want to make sure that you're branding yourself is your website. So remember that the same color consistency should be running through all of your branding, including your website. So don't make a mis- the mistake of having like a shocking website where somebody goes on and it doesn't look anything like you. It looks totally different because you've got different colors, different imagery, different fonts. Put everything that you're putting together for your logo and your brand consistently throughout all of your marketing. So it's, again, instantly recognizably yours. And then your social media. So again, see episode six for this, but your social media, everything that you post should somehow resonate with your brand, whether it's the messaging, whether it's the positive um, imagery you're putting out there whether it's the resources you're putting out there. But again, when you pull up like your Instagram and you can see that page of all Mm -hmm. your posts, 
there should be some kind of a consistency so that if someone were to take that page independently and put it in front of someone, they go, oh, that's Valerie's page or, oh, that's Meredith's page. They, they can tell by what you're posting that that belongs to you. Yeah, and that's almost where you should draw your inspiration if you don't have, yeah. actually. Yeah. So go back and look at that, and it's like, what am I, bright colors? Am I more patriotic? Do I have a flag all the time? You know what I mean? Totally. Whatever it is. Totally. Yep, yep. And then, of course, your print advertising. If you're using postcards, if you're using newspaper advertising, newsletters, carry it through to that as well. In your presence in your community. So, and this is more about the way that people talk about you or the way that you interact with other people than your brand, but it plays into your brand, right? So you don't want to be out there as the fun, friendly, helpful person and not say hello to people as you walk down the street. I mean, I'm only friendly on print. Right. But I mean, we all know agents. There's one very specific who will literally look right through you if you walk past this person. But if you're in a transaction with her, you're, you're her best friend. Um, don't be that person. Be a person who is consistent. Right. Be true to whoever you are. Right. right. Be honest about who you are. Exactly. And then that comes, that brings us to what other people say about you. So testimonials can become a big part of your branding. So what other people are saying about you, other people tend to believe, and they take a lot of notice and place a lot of value in how other people are speaking of you and about you. So what you get in terms of testimonials, especially in print, if someone emails you or sends you something or put, gives you a Zillow testimonial or a re- review, um, definitely you know, shout that from the rooftops because that's huge. Right. But you do want it to be consistent. So we're going to just veer off for one second and talk about how to ask for testimonials. And as a reminder for new agents... Ask people for testimonials or endorsements, even if you have not been in a real estate transaction with them yet. It's not too early to begin asking people for character endorsements about you, that you're professional, that you're trustworthy, you're reliable, you're creative, you're a great problem solver, all of those things that play into strengths needed for real estate. You can ask people who know you from other careers. Is there a way, Valerie, that you tend to ask people for testimonials you know or do you? I'm actually bad. I'm actually bad at asking. I know that people had, I mean, I, honestly, I feel comfortable that they would give me a great yeah. review. But I forget. So actually, just last week, I went on Zillow and I made sure you can go ahead, punch everything in, and then go ahead and send. So I literally just got like five of them. Oh, back. really? And then I was laughing while you were talking. I was thinking about it because it's like how people see you. That's how, when you read them, then you realize how people see you or how you are. Just like when you look at your page on Instagram, you're like, oh, I like colors or whatever. Right. So again, when I read and I was reading my reviews and people were like, Valerie was great and prompt and funny. And so it's really funny that they all, or she never let me panic. Or it was just really, Valerie talked us out of two houses before we found the third house. So it was really funny because that's how I thought I was being, like very blunt, very upfront, kind yeah. of managing the crisis. Yeah. And that's exactly what I heard back. So it was really that's funny. That's amazing. And that's a great way to like build your confidence too, right? Because you know you're doing the right thing. You're getting right. the results that you were, you were going for. Well, and for. they saw me like I feel I'm presenting myself, which is exactly. And I was like, oh, okay, they feel I'm funny, but I got the job done. You know what I mean? Yes. I just thought I was funny. That's not... <laughs> what a funny real estate agent, <laughs> but effective. And, you yeah. Know I mean? Because it is kind of a difficult transaction. That's, so that's amazing. That's so cool that you did that. That's yeah. Great. So actually this morning my um, client called me and she's like, Valerie, she loves me. She's really funny. I sold her house and she bought a house. 
And she's like, I did the um, uh, recommendation, but I put three hearts at the end that we loved you. Me and Steve love you. <laughs> three hearts. Yeah. But she goes, but when it shows up on Zillow, it's, it's three question marks because it was like oh. the little hearts. So she's like, we're not questioning you. We love you. <laughs> and I said, don't worry about it, Brenda. People will know. <laughs> don't worry about that's it. so cute. But I thought that was so funny. So but funny. she was just writing that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, wow, that was, that's great that you did that. So that, I mean, that's, that's a great tip from somebody who doesn't like to ask for testimonials, right. but you did it and you got a great response. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. That's yeah, good. Most people have done it back. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, I have to say this is, I am also not good at asking for testimonials, but what I do find is sometimes I get them unexpectedly from people that I just did a good job for. And for me, it's all about, I just really try to do my best for people. Right. And then they send me something back that's so affirming and so nice. And it just makes you feel so good. That's like why we do this. But this is more about the book. So I had to collect book endorsements for the book I have coming out. Right. And I, they tell you to kind of like shoot for the moon and to make your wish list of who you hope people, who you hope will endorse you, knowing you might not get it. Oh, interesting. Like so, you could do, even people you don't know? People you don't know. Oh, interesting. So a couple okay. podcasters that I listen to and a couple of influencers on Instagram who are real estate related giant names I reached out to through contact forms because that's how you reach these people. Right. And I said, hey, you don't know me, but I'm a big fan. And would you consider endorsing me? And, you know, I'll send you a little blurb. And they're like, sure. And I was like, oh what? Oh, my God. So sometimes you just have to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Right. Whatever. Yeah, I was so excited. Anyway, the other thing that your brand should be about is differentiating yourself. So being able to find a niche, something that makes you different. So you use your specialization of your buy-sell design that makes you different, which is great. There are people who are like equestrian specialists. There are people who are dog lovers. There are military, people military, right? So and sometimes there's a professional designation right. that helps you brand yourself. So think a little bit outside the box too about what makes you different and makes you connected to other people. You can build those elements into your brand as well. Another way of uh, building a differentiation for yourself is to create a geographic real estate farm. In the book I just mentioned, it's called Farming for Real Estate Agents. That is all about differentiating yourself by building, cultivating, excuse me, and dominating a real estate farm geographically. So we're gonna talk a lot more about that in upcoming episodes. Any other ways you can think of to differentiate yourself? I guess like types of houses. Some of it you can't, like I love, like I always say, I love the people that are retiring and moving out. I love stuff like that. I love the first time home buyers. I love yeah. almost the edges of real estate, like your first home or your last move. Huh. Like I love that, but I don't use it really as advertising, but right. I have to say I'm drawn to people that want to be led okay. as opposed to people that just feel I'm a necessary evil, like somebody <laughs> has to fill out the paperwork. You right. know what I mean? And well, I think those people are drawn to you. So somehow you're putting that right. out there exactly. you know, in terms of your energy and, and your marketing, but yeah. Okay, so we, we, again, went through a ton today. So if you have questions about any of the resources that we mentioned or want to run your ideas for logos by us, we're happy to look at anything you send us. You can contact us through our website, which is therealestaterainmakers.com. Please, again, remember to leave us reviews, to rate us as Valerie asked. We'll have a blessing from Sister Valerie, the nun. (laughs) 
I'm not sharing the picture. I don't even, I probably burnt it or something. Oh my God. So in our next episode, we will be discussing time blocking, which sounds really boring, but it's actually kind of fun because you color code, you come up with the best ways to use your time. It is fun. And you actually can identify things that you do not need to be doing that aren't going to make you money, which for me was one of the most eye-opening pieces of the whole thing. And led me to hiring an assistant and to taking my efficiency and effectiveness to like a whole other level so that you can really prioritize revenue producing activities. And the sooner you start doing this as a new agent, the more organized you will be with your time moving forward. And the more you will see that your time becomes clients, your clients become transactions and you start being productive and making money. Thank you for listening to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. Again, I'm Meredith Fogel. And Valerie Hernandez. See you next time. See you next time. We are so grateful you joined us today on So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you're still not sure real estate is the right career for you, tune in to our next episodes. If you're more sure than ever, tune into future episodes for more tips, tools, and insider secrets that will help you launch into productive action and achieve quick success. Just a reminder that we love reviews. Please let us know what you like best about this podcast, what we could do better, ask us questions, or send us show ideas. Check out our show notes page for our contact info or visit our website, therealestaterainmakers.com, for access to the tools, tips, systems, and other great resources we mentioned on the show. I'm Meredith Fogel. And Valerie Hernandez. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.